I tell you, Michelle, I'm really enjoying doing our podcast through Anchor. Yeah, it seems to be working really well. Yep. I mean, it, it's free. That's it, always good. Yeah. It's simple. Um, they give you creation tools that, that allows you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or the computer. They distribute the podcast on Spotify and Apple and many other podchasers. You can make money with the podcast with minimum listenership. Awesome. Yep. Everything you need at one place. Cool. Yeah. And all you need to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Easy enough. Yeah, we've done it. Mm-hmm. Other so pod- you. Yeah. Hey, this is Dub from the iHeart Geek Podcast, and you are listening to the Huh Podcast. Everybody, we are back. It's Yay! Yay! It's Dino and Michelle with our podcast. Sorry about last week, man. It was horrible. I took off Friday, Valentine's Day. That way, I can have a nice four-day weekend because I work for the government. So I had off President's Day. And man, I woke up Friday morning puking. You knew it was going to happen, though, because we'd all been sick since Wednesday. Yeah, but normally, everyone... Here's what happens. Normally. Everyone gets sick. And then I'm going to work, coming back, and taking care of everybody. And either I... Yeah, I'm not one of those moms that I I can be sick as a dog and and still function. No, when I'm sick, I'm out. I'm down. And either I don't get it at all, or I end up getting it right after everyone else, and I'm out of commission for like a day. Normally. Yes, he's not a man. He doesn't get man colds. This time, boy, you had it coming Wednesday. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and it came on. And it, I mean, I was fine in the morning. I actually got hired for a job. Right. And they wanted me to work that night. And I was all excited. I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. And 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> wham. <laughs> I, I couldn't stand. I couldn't anything. Right. And it was a job at our church. Mm-hmm. Doing the daycare, right? Working um, for the evening event, right? Yeah. They were having they were having some special evening event right. going on, and they needed somebody to watch the kids. So, and you didn't want to no, spread no. that? So, yeah. Oh, I felt absolutely horrible because <laughs> they told me that morning I was an answer to prayer. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoops! I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't do it. I didn't sound like that. No, you didn't. 
but yeah, no, there was no, there was no way. Hmm. So then you wound up being sick. And then the, for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And it brought, uh, the girls and Killian mm-hmm. got it. And yeah. then Friday morning, boom, nailed me. And then I was just nothing. All weekend. All weekend. Monday. And then even going into Tuesday, I'm like, this is going to be a coin flip on whether I go in or not. Mm-hmm. But I was able to wake up and not be dizzy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going into work. Well, it's probably better for me to go in anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really interact with a whole lot of people if I don't want to. So I can get fresh air, get away from the incubation going on mm-hmm. in the house. and Well, the kids got over it fairly quickly, though, yeah. because by Saturday morning... Well, the girls did. Yeah, by Saturday morning, Nico was all ready to start her um, recruit training for the young Marines. Right. And... and I still felt like garbage, but I got myself up because mm-hmm. I did not. She's been looking forward to this for two years. Yeah. That there was no way I wasn't going to get her up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she was feeling well enough for it, there wasn't any way I wasn't going to get her up there. So I did. I I muscled through. I got her, got her up there and spent the day with TT like I had promised her I would do with her. Um, you know, so it... But by the time we got home, I was, right. I was out again, because yeah. I'd used all my energy to to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sat here on my recliner all weekend, wrapped up in a blanket, and watched movies, and that was it. Um, I did put out the Star Wars episode, mm-hmm. so uh, quite a few of y'all have watched that. I mean, listened to that. So. Hope you enjoyed it. And then just all week, just trying to get back yeah, in the, I, back in some, the groove. Yeah. For some reason, I'm having such a hard time mm-hmm. coming back from this. You know, normally once you start feeling better, you just kind of, yeah. you know, go about life yeah. as if nothing had happened. But I don't know. I, this We had to pull back from everything. Mm-hmm. So I started feeling very detached. Right. And I'm still feeling that way. I don't feel like, for some reason, I'm having a hard time right. getting like, connected again. Right. It, it everything just kind of feels like, right. you know. I mean, we've done things these last, you know, these right. last couple of days. We've gone out and done a couple of things, but everything just really feels like it's a going through the motion. I'm not really. Am I really doing? You know, am I? Right. Or, or am I like still sleeping on the couch and this is a dream? I, I just it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel real. Right. Well, because our routine got completely knocked off. Now. Yeah. And we got to jump back in the bat. You yeah. Know, that normalcy that we've established at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I think that'll that'll work there. Yeah, well, tomorrow we got no choice but to start jumping <clears throat> back in. Killian's got. Uh, practice for the community theater play right and then on tuesday he's got practice for the middle school play and then after he gets done with that the girls have their rehearsal for the community theater play right so yeah we're going to be jumping into that whole who's got to be where when and for how long and (laughs) yeah and normally it was easy because 
they were all kind of involved together. Right. Now it's different day for different rehearsal for different parts. And so, yeah. But I mean, it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Nico and TT are looking forward to being a fork and a spoon. Ah, uh, yeah. They'd want it to be salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to be salt and pepper, yeah. but they're excited about being a fork and a spoon. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> but, um, let me see. I watched a couple of movies. Um, Netflix has this movie called Horse Girl with, uh, I think Alison Brie from Glow. And it was. You're Didn't odd. you say it was a ripoff of something else? Well, I'm not officially going on record. Oh, okay. Saying I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. Um, what I will say is, not last year, but the year before at Buried Alive Film Festival, there was a movie that I saw called God Inside My Ear, which is on Amazon Prime now you can watch. Filmmaker is Joe Badon. He's been on our show. He has a new movie that he's in post-production on called Sister Tempest that he is making. This film is a kind of a beat-for-beat companion (laughs) to that movie. (laughs) Um, And there's a few videos going on about the side-by-side comparisons, and it's, you're looking at it, somebody saw a film somewhere, (laughs) and said, yeah, I think we could kind of do this with bigger budget and a few stars in there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That being what it is with both movies, had I not seen Got Inside My Ear, I probably would have liked Horse Girl. But I think... And I'm not being biased because we do sort of have a relationship with Joe. But I like the quirkiness of God Inside My Ear better. Okay. It's a, it's a bit more quirky in the humor. And, and I like that. You know, it, it was like... Lynch does Napoleon Dynamite, and I like that. But um, there's another movie I watched. I got a screen of four uh, called M.O.M. Uh, Mother of Mon- Monsters, and it is a kind of a found footage uh, using tech and video clips from a laptop, kind of like that. Um, what was that one? Oh, with the father. Yeah. Searching? Yes. Kind of like that, but it's... That one was really good. I a like mother in fear of her life that her son may be a psychopath. And she is gathering up video evidence. Um, I'll be writing a article for Farsighted Network on that. Okay. So I will... No, let's not give that. away too much right now. I'll post that when that comes on. Okay. Um, Where was I when you were watching these? Was I still sleeping? Out of it? I yeah, I watched that the other night okay. uh, when you were when you were asleep. Okay. Um, 
Lock and key, we started. Yeah, we started lock and key. Uh, I fell asleep during the second. Yeah. I'm, I've been I'm, sleeping a lot, y'all. Yeah, I'm liking. I'm liking that. I, I, I'm not familiar with the Joe Hill graphic novels. I haven't read them. I'll probably do that after watching this because I heard that they're different enough. Okay. Where you can get different, you know, things on it. So. Okay. I'd rather watch it and then I'll go back and pick them up and read it. Kind of like what I did with Happy. You know, that, mm-hmm. with the donkey. <laughs> um, we did that. We did that with The Walking Dead, too, though. Yeah. We were, we were a couple of seasons into yeah, I think the we show did. before we started reading the novels. Yeah. We yeah. never finished those either, though. No. And as of right now, we can't watch The Walking Dead, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. It's been the only bad part about going to full streaming. Right, yeah. Because we don't have anything. Because the AMC app is for the birds. Yeah. It really is. It's horrible. You, you have to have some kind of a provider like, in order to get a code to... Right. Like, well, if I, need that, if I did that, I wouldn't need your streaming service because right. I had DVR and I would have just DVR'd it <laughs> and then watch it without the forced commercials mm. but anyhow so we've only seen what two episodes of this of season 10 so far yeah so the first and two, now this is the second half of season 10 yeah the started. second half started today yeah was so, it today yeah. yeah Better Call Saul started up again too and that I'm actually more upset about missing than Walking Dead. No. Because I really like that. But, anyhow. Um, Prodigal. Yeah, we've been keeping up with Prodigal. Yeah. If you haven't watched Prodigal, go on, you know, it's on Fox, but go to Hulu and, and watch Prodigal. It has, uh, what's his name, Tom Keen? Wasn't it Tom Keene who played Jesus? Uh, uh, Payne. Tom Payne. Tom Payne. Tom Payne, who played Jesus in Walking Dead, is is in this, and and the guy is. He he does a a phenomenal job. Yep the uh, the gentleman who played the uh, as a Raphael, the angel in Good Omens, is the doctor. Right. The, the surgeon, right, who was the serial killer, and then the girl who was the head of security in Orville is in it also. Okay, but you know this but, year. Yeah, essentially, what that one, what that one is, is a Tom Payne is a he was an FBI agent at, in the very first episode, right, and um. For various reasons, they wind up letting him go, and a friend of his who is with the NYPD, who has known him as... Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips has kind of been a mentor to him since he was a young boy when Lou Diamond Phillips arrested his father, the surgeon, Mm -hmm. i.e. a serial killer. And it's kind of how all of that has affected 
Tom's character. Right. Uh, He goes by the name of Malcolm Bright. Mm -hmm. And it's how, you know, how he's been affected. And um, I think the very first episode is the first time I get, it's called Prodigal Son because it's the first time that the son goes to visit the father in what, a decade, I think it was. (laughs) Um, Interesting psychological. And I like that. Yeah. I, I, I know you, you know, um, when it comes to horror and stuff like that, you can enjoy the, mm-hmm. you know, just the blood and gut ones. Right, the more visceral. Right. I like the psychological. Yeah. And I love those, too. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I like the, let's keep it simple and go for carnage. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. I think that's how TT's gonna be, but that's not me. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, she's. But becoming my mini me. <laughs> oh, this week, uh, <coughs> Criminal Minds ended after fifteen year, fifteen right. year run. Mm-hmm. I cried. Did you? I did. Hmm. I cried. Yeah. See, that's again. That's my. I like the whole psychological. Right background story you know mm-hmm. I need the background story I need to be able to care about the characters and I, th- I think that's my biggest issue with, with the with just the slashers and stuff like that right. I can't connect or find a way to care about the characters so you're one that likes if a killer has an origin yes okay if the killer has an origin, or even if there's, you know, maybe even if it's not the character's or not the killer's origin, but give me a reason to care about the person he's going after. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and I think maybe that's why I can get into Halloween more than some of the others because there's, right. You know, there might not be as much on. Right. But um, there's something like like a like the Loomis. Yeah. With Michael type. Well, of, and I, I mean, or, and that's. Well, I then, like the I like some of the newer ones because well, of the okay, let that me, are behind them. Okay, let me ask you then, because I don't know if I ever really got your opinion on this. You don't care <laughs> about my opinion. Rob Zombie's Halloween. I know we saw that in the theater when mm-hmm. it came out. Did you like the? Child origin, yeah, thing of that, yeah, okay. Because I know that's kind of a hot topic where people, are, oh well, Michael, you know, he's just evil, and like, okay. no, I like the origin stories okay. because for me that makes the story more plausible. Okay, because we can be that evil, right? We don't need some. Supernatural, right. cult of thorny to, to, type of right. Yeah. Human beings can be that evil. Yeah. So I like when there's mm-hmm. a plausible right. explanation as to why they do mm-hmm. what they do. Then, then you'll probably like that MOM. I probably will. Yeah. Is well, it kind of reminiscent of um, Zero Day? I kind of felt that a little bit. Okay, because when you that were, is when, one. when you were describing it to me, that's that's that, kind of what I got was a zero. That day. is one that if you guys can find it anywhere, 
Yeah, that's going to be a hard find. Yeah. We we saw that maybe about 04, maybe, mm-hmm. at the Marco Island Film Festival in yeah, Florida. And I was writing for a uh, web magazine at the time called ZapFortMyers.com. And I was their film reviewer. And we got invited to go there. And, in fact, we we were invited there to cover it as press. And then I got called and was asked to be on a panel discussion mm-hmm. about movies. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> so we went. And this movie, Zero Day, was about... Uh, Two high schoolers who were best friends, and they decided that they're going to pull off a killing, a shooting spree. Columbine. Columbine style. style. Shooting spree. And they called it Zero Day because they were going to do it on the first day of the winter that the temperature dropped below zero. That way, I, I don't know. I yeah, it was just an arbitrary. The, yeah. And they documented everything on videotapes to give to, like, Wolf Blitzer or something. And they kept it in a safe deposit box. And it was these tapes. Very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we had seen it. And it was... And then, years later, probably about '08, '09, we were in Nashville at a record store called Great Escapes. And I was going through the DVDs, and it just happened (laughs) to be there and popped out. So I grabbed it. I'm the only one, Michelle and I are the only ones I know who have seen this movie. Well, besides the people at Marco Island. Besides the people at Marco Island and those of me. It got rave reviews there, too. I mean, it was good. I think it was because of the nature of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, now you hear almost on a daily basis of mass shootings and, and things like that. But I think even back then, mm-hmm. people didn't want to see it. Yeah. You know, or, or it, 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 it touched a raw nerve. Yeah. And I think that's why it didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Get. What it really deserved. I mean, because it was an excellent. Yeah, it was. It was really. Was really... It, wasn't that when we saw American Gun too? Yeah. That one was good. Yeah, American Gun with uh, was James Coburn was in that. Virginia Madsen was in that one. Yeah. Now that one. Now that one got a little bit more traction. I think. A little bit, yeah. Than Zero Day, but that one again was another. It was more of a narrative, you know, independent film. As opposed to a found footage, you know, pseudo-documentary, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Alright, so, but, but yeah. M.O.M. gave you that same feeling? Yeah, kind of that, that same vibe. Okay. Um, well, anything, anything else on that? Hmm. As far as watching and all that... Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm trying to keep up with the with the girls watching Little House. Yeah. 
know that might not excite a lot of people, but that was part of my childhood that I'm trying to mm-hmm. trying to bring into theirs. And right. Some of there, some of them, they get about ten minutes in and they just don't care. Yeah. But the, those seem to be the stories that are based more around Ma, Pa, or some of the other adults. Mm-hmm. But when it's focused <laughs> on Laura and Mary and the kids and everything, they're really enjoying it. And they're asking a lot of questions about what it would have been like yeah. back then. Mm-hmm. So, I'm ha- having fun with that. Yeah. We put a new video up on YouTube today. Yes, we did. Yeah. Do you <laughs> want to get into that? Oh, well, there was um, different things, different groups that I'm on on Facebook, and I had seen one, a woman had put on the channel, on that page, about um, some new dolls that were out, uh, that Mattel put out uh, at Target. Now, I think she thought that that might be the only place that they were. Okay. Um, but after reading through it, they're at Target, uh, Walmart. Are they actually Mattel? Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're Mattel. Because okay. uh, I did go to the actual website. Okay. And what was it? Creation World? Is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or Creatable, Creatable, Creatable World. Creatable World. Something, yeah. And basically, it's a doll that um, looks like to be a, a younger uh, person, preteen, preteen doll. And it looks like you can... Uh, change the doll to either have short hair, long hair. Um, you can make the doll into a boy if you want the doll to be a boy. Or you can change and make the doll into a girl if you want the doll to be a girl. And this mother was all upset about how they're trying to use these dolls to indoctrinate transgenderism into our children. Right. I think she's giving the doll just a little bit too much credit. Yeah, the power in that. It's not like it's Chucky, you know. Glenn or Glenda, you know. <laughs> now, I mean, granted, on the Mattel website for the dolls, um, they did have something where it says, like, you know, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. And they scratch it, toys will be toys. Okay. Um, There was another, you know, something about, you know... Basically to say whoever wants to play with these dolls could play with these dolls. Right. Which, I mean, anybody can play with dolls anyway. So what, what they're saying is the doll is non-gender specific. Right. The doll, yeah. The, the toy. Yeah. Is non-gender. Not being marketed for a boy or a girl. Right. It's marketed not for any, whoever playing. wants to play with it, however they want to play with it. Right. If they, you know, and they can switch it up. So, like, I mean, if the girls are playing with them one day and they, they want the char- the character that they're playing to be a boy, mm-hmm. they can, they've got boyish style clothes, you know, they can put the shorter hair on the doll. And they can play, the, use the boy as a boy character. But then if the next day, they don't want to use that boy character anymore, they want to create a girl character, they can do that too. Wow. But this mother is... <laughs> but this mother is all up in arms and now people are like, oh, I couldn't go to Target before, now I really can't go to Target. Because you just pre- said that you couldn't go before. This is the extra not going? Yes. I'm, I'm now an extra not going. 
Matter of fact, they owe me money for that. For well, one, one mom was on there complaining about how she she felt traumatized because oh. she had because when they were going down the aisles in the Target, they saw these dolls, and she had to have the transgender conversation with her daughter. Okay. Why? Uh, yeah. Okay. What? You're the one creating this problem. There, yeah. There's no problem there. You're creating. This problem, for what reason, I have no idea. Who's the one with the agenda here? Right. <laughs> and, and I'm being honest. I, I really am. And I'm, and I'm going to try to be as charitable as I possibly can here. If you're going in the toy aisle of Target, and you are traumatized, her words, not mine, you may need to seek help. Like, really. Mm -hmm. And if not, you're an idiot for using such hyperbolic language. Yeah. But, if you are truly traumatized, you are reading far more into this than ever intended. And you feel this urge to have this conversation with your child. I don't even know how old your child is. Their child was somewhere between six and nine. Somewhere in that well, you don't need to have that conversation with them right now. No. You don't. I mean, our girls were looking at it today, and they're like, oh, cool, it can be a boy or a girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what you make of it. You're and, and reading it, far more into yourself than you are into that doll. Right, and, and, and that's what it says. It says the character that you can create again and again and again and again. So it's not saying that this is a boy doll that you're turning into a girl, or that this is a girl doll that you're turning into a boy. Right. No, it's a doll, and you create it to be how you want to play with it. Right. If you want it to be a girl, it's a girl. If you want it to be a boy, the next day it's a boy the next day. Right. But you're not changing a girl into a boy or a boy into a girl. That That's not what the doll is about. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, that's okay. That same page tonight's doing the whole thing about piercing your ears. Yeah, what? <laughs> what, what is this? <laughs> What was it? What age is appropriate to pierce your? It was. It wasn't even the person asking what age. It was just like, well, what do you think about piercing your daughter's ears? I'm a guy, and my ear was pierced at eleven. I had three holes at thirteen. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. I mean, our whole thing but, was we we didn't do the. The girls, when they were young, no. we decided that if they wanted them pierced, that would be their decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they needed to be sure. And then, yeah, we'd let them do it. Right. You know. And, and Nico was seven. Right? No, she was six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was She was six. TT hasn't done it yet, but she wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she kept putting them off. She wanted the JoJo ones that mm-hmm. Claire's had. They had yeah. the JoJo starter yeah. ones and... We finally went to go surprise you guys the other day and have it done on Saturday. Yeah, yeah they took all the JoJo earrings out. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> so now she now she said she still wants to do it, but she wants to wait a little bit more and see what starter one she can find. Because she had decided she had had her heart set on the JoJo Sewell right. ones. But but anyway, yeah, there were people, there were women on there saying, "I got my daughter's done at twelve. I wish I had waited till she was eighteen. Now, how 
How is this a because because a teenager is not old traumatic life experience because yeah. a teenager is not old enough to to know whether they truly want their ears pierced or not. Right. They don't they don't know themselves well enough by twelve years old to decide whether they want their ears pierced. Or do you not. pick all that clothes for them too? They probably do. They probably do. They probably wear denim jumpers and. <laughs> Like, now, I'm sorry, I think Nico at six years old, she knew that that's what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And if she didn't, that's fine. Right. But when she said she wanted it, I think she truly understood and knew that she wanted it. Yeah. At six years old. And then... Didn't you have one parent equate it to tattoo and even circumcision? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it was changing the way that... I don't know how you pierce your ears. But, uh, if it's again the circumcision, you might be doing it wrong. <laughs> and even the tattoo thing. I, I had three holes in my ears. I took them out 20-something years ago and never put them back in. It wasn't that big of a deal. Now my tattoos, I've got five of them. Yeah, they ain't going anywhere. But, come oh, on now. It just, it... it actually makes me feel very sad for these children mm-hmm. that their parents are not giving them enough credit mm-hmm. well one they're not giving their children enough credit and two they're not trusting the way that they've raised their children apparently right they're not trusting that their children are going to make sound decisions right and that's the whole mentality that that i think got us to the point where you could be on your parents insurance till you're 26 i mean yeah it's that line they don't understand it it's the same line of logic yeah you know a 12 year old i think can determine whether they want their ears pierced or not right and truly know what they're getting themselves into kids are smart Mm -hmm. and we need to give them enough credit right and we're they're just not right we're not saying you know free range you know Parenting here, you know, we're not saying, you know, let them run around and do whatever. Right. You know, no, there's there's guidelines, there's parameters, there's borders, there's yeah. freedom in boundaries. Yeah, I mean, Nico still had to come and, and, you know, say, yes, mom, you know, I would like my ears pierced, is it okay? Right. She wasn't able to go to the store and do it, or, you know. Right. I mean, first of all, we had to pay. But still, she she couldn't just say, mommy, I'm going to go to the store and get my ears pierced. Right. She She had to come to us and say, mom, this is, you know... I'd like to have my ears pierced. I know, you know, she had to explain to us that she understood that there was going to be a lot involved in taking care of them and, and keeping it clean and, you know. But, yeah, she got it. You know, I put a thing up on our socials about, you know, the internet and ranting and all this. For what? Just for anything, you know. Kind of like a catharsis, if you will, venting. About nonsense. And a few things I'm going to say here might be quote-unquote hot takes. Some people might get upset with me. You know, this is one of those things where I'll say, you know, hear what I'm saying, don't hear what I'm not saying, whatever. It starts off, especially on Twitter people do this. And okay. it, it, yeah, I'm not on Twitter as much as you are. It bugs the hell out of me when people do this. Because it, you got a picture of a, a lady or a girl or whatever. Okay. 
and they're attractive. I, I don't think there's really a whole lot of truly, truly ugly people in the world, anyhow. Okay. But, and they'll go, and they've got a, you know, how many thousands of followers on Twitter. And they'll post, post four or five pictures of themselves that are obviously pictures aimed to show off them, you know made up or in a mirror I'm feeling bad about myself please tell me I'm pretty yeah you're telling me or, about that the other day you know I'm feeling really bad does this make me look and it's like okay you appear to be in your like 20s or 30s why are you using this as a I'm fishing for compliments thing is your self image really that shot and if it was, how do I believe that you're... What if you get negative comments on that? Are you going to handle that? Or do you just know you're not going to get any? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I- I've got something formulating in my head, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get the the words out here. Um, it, or, it's just a giant fishing expedition. It is... But I almost feel like that society has driven us to that. Okay. Um, Social media society? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I've I've got something going on in here, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get the the words out the, the way that I would want them to. It has almost become, you know, for the younger generations, I think... If you don't get the if you don't get the likes or you don't get the sus- subscribers, if you don't get the the recognition via social media, you really aren't. Right. I know that that's bogus, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people have fallen into that. They need that validation. They need that validation. Right. Because if you can't get that validation through social media, then you just really aren't. Right. <laughs> it's sad that, I mean, you know, like, I remember... You, you've got to get that viral video. You, you've yeah. got to get that, because that, that's what makes you a star now. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm fully expressing what, I, what I'm... I think, yeah. I what, what's, think rattling I a, what's rattling over there. I mean, I understand, I understand what you're saying. It's sad that that is where... Our value is coming from now. Well, not to be too, but when you're not looking for your for your um, value from the right place, which to me is, is through Christ. If right. if you're not looking through your va- for your value through that, mm-hmm. you're going to look for your value wherever you can find it. Right. And right now, social media is right. where a lot of people who don't have that faith base. Right. Is where they're going to find that validation. Because that's where the world is. I mean, because I remember when we were younger. You know, we graduated in 92. And I wasn't a popular kid. I mean, I wasn't. At all. I wasn't pond scum. But I was far from, you know, the most popular person. And I had one or two bullying instances. Whatever in high school, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. But, excuse me, I knew in my mind that on graduation day, you know, in June of 1992, when, we, when I'm there in that auditorium, and I have my tassel on my mortarboard, and it goes from the one side to the other, and I throw that cap up in the air, I can give every one of the quote-unquote popular kids the finger. Because we are now even. We are now, there is no hierarchy anymore. That social structure that was high school is nothing now. Because I don't have to see you. I don't have to run in your sphere. I don't have to. I can be who I am. I can, at my job, I was the head guy. You know? Or in my band. Or in my, my group of friends. We had our thing. We weren't at the top of your social structure, but we've got our own thing. And we didn't have to, you know, there are people I saw graduation day in high school, and I didn't see again ten, until 10 years later at the reunion. Because even at that point, my space was a thing, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was cumbersome. Now, there is absolutely no getting away from your status as a person in this world. You know? If you're getting picked on in school, you can't go home and escape it. Even for the summer. Or even after graduation. Because that same piece of crap... Because your life is lived as much online as it is... Right. In the real world. And that same piece of crap that, that will beat you down in school, mentally and verbally, has as much power online to do it. Mm-hmm. And even more so now, because you don't have to look a person in the face. Life was a whole lot simpler when a bully risked getting an ass whooping for picking on people. When you can take a bully and get three or four kids that were getting bullied and put an end to it. Now you can't do it. Because now there's even this no tolerance. And then the victim gets blamed for coming back. And you're wondering why there's these school shootings. Or kids wanting to kill themselves. Or whatever. You got a nine-year-old freaking kid who is bullied at a point where he wants to kill himself. Really? It's actually, I mean, they're saying the average is... I see another group that I'm on on Facebook is a group for um, people who have uh, loved ones who have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And I see on there that uh, sometimes they're posting about their own child, uh, but I've also seen articles where they find different places or, or different things that have happened. It is sadly not uncommon or out of place at this point for 9, 10, and 13-year-olds. Those seem to be the big numbers. 9, 10, and 13-year-olds are killing themselves because they're being bullied. And And, and, It's gut-wrenching. It is. They they show um, a lot of times pictures of these children, absolutely gorgeous children. Mm -hmm. And, And 
you know, they, they talk about them a little bit and, and what they were like. And it was just like, how could these other children not, you know, not see the potential of, of, of this child and, and treat them in such a way? How could they treat them in such a way that it made that child feel... Really true. <laughs> right. That, that they, they couldn't live any longer. And it is. It, it's absolutely gun wrenching. You these people usurping power over people. But I, I and I, I, I think maybe that's what I was trying to say before. And um, when I, you know, I said I am formulating something in my head. It, it's the fact that our online presence, mm-hmm. our life online, is as important at this point. As is the real world. Yeah. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. Right. Because in one aspect, I understand it all. Mm-hmm. You know, I like being able to reach out to all different manners of people. Right. In all different places. I like how in that way it's made the world smaller. Yeah. You know, because I can talk to people from all over mm-hmm. with all these different beliefs and I can learn from them and I can I can grow as a person by, by reaching out and talking to them so in that aspect I love social media right but I do hate social media for the fact that it has created keyboard keyboard warriors and people who can hide behind their screen right and and just bash other people yeah you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, I've got a love-hate relationship with it. Right. And I see the good potential of right. it, but I also see right. the ugly underbelly of it. And I think in that I can, excuse me, understand why people might be going on there saying, please tell me I'm pretty. Right. I, I need right. to, you know, I need I need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And I see what you're saying. And, you know, on that, you know, I guess I'll pull a hypocrite card on that. You know, because the other day, you know, I check the iTunes iTunes rating for the show. And, you know, I'm checking my analytics and who will be reaching and who will be not and all this. And, you know, I, I, I jumped on the Apple rating. And we had had seven reviews, six were five star, and then there was a one star. And it's like, okay, we got six people who loved the show, and one that hated it. And and we at the time we had three reviews who were very you know well-meaning reviews. Grant, they were five star, but. I don't, and that one star review picked it at hurt, me. It hurt you. It picked at me. Mm-hmm. My problem, though, was not the one star review. I'm not under any delusion that this is the perfect podcast. We've got things that we want to get better, you know. But if you're going to give us a one star review, tell me why. Point me in a direction. What didn't you like? Not even what didn't you like, what didn't you hate? 
because don't like is a two star, mm-hmm. and you hardly ever see those anywhere. It's either I love it or I hate it. It's so hyperbolic, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Everything is so ridiculous. Tell me what? Tell me why? Don't oh you suck. What does that mean? Come on now. Tell me what? What didn't you like? Is it the sound quality? Is it the fact that you're not a person that enjoys faith-based talk? Mm-hmm. Is it a person? Are you a Christian and you don't like the fact that we're talking about hormones? I mean, what is it that you're not liking? Mm-hmm. We may change it. We may not. But at least let us know. You know? Or, you know what? Listen and don't rate, don't do anything. Just, but you feel that your voice is important so much that you'll just give us a finger and walk away, which is what you're doing. It's akin to just walking up to someone, giving them a finger and walking away. Oh. Okay, what was that for? <laughs> you know. But, anyhow, it's not the worst thing to happen, you know. I, I got... But but it shows you that you do have a part of your, um, your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Shows you that you do have a vested interest into what people think of you online. But I think the podcast is a little different because we are actually presenting ourselves here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, aren't those people doing that, though? A snapshot of them physically. Which, if that's where you're getting your self-value, what are you going to do? Yeah, okay. I mean, and some, and some people, that's what they... Yeah. They, they see themselves simply as a physical... Right. Physical being, and that's what's more important to them. Right. Is that they're physical over their emotional or... Anyhow. <laughs> um, another... I'll jump around. We'll, we'll bring it back to movies, I guess. Um, I was listening and watching some things on The Shining. Doctor Sleep has come out, and I and I want to see that. I haven't had a chance to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the movie The Shining, okay. the Kubrick film. I I grew up with it. Scared me as a kid. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. The miniseries, I'm not a big fan of. I understand it's a bit more faithful to the book. I haven't read the book. I know that from what I know of Dr. Sleep, it does a good job of being a sequel to both the Kubrick film, which Stephen King was not a fan of, and the book, The Shining. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm just building up on that. My thing is, you have these people, and, and I'm looking for consistency on on outrage. Okay. Which is where I'm kind of going with this. I'm, I'm lumbering through my explanation, but anyhow. You have these people that will piss and moan about quote-unquote mansplaining and toxic masculinity and all this, but will triumph Stanley Kubrick as a genius, especially with The Shining, when he basically mentally abused a woman that destroyed her forever. But... They will excuse that action because it produced 
a film that they love. Everybody's got lines that they draw. You know? And not only that, but I, I believe he did the same thing to Scatman Crothers. So you got this old man going, Mr. Kubrick, just tell me what you want. And because he just, you know, did all these takes. Now, from what I understand with Danny Lloyd, I believe that was the, the little boy's name, the actor, he never even knew he was in a horror movie. Okay. Like, Kubrick was very protective of that with him. Okay. So with that, okay, give the man credit for that, you know. But you have these people, and here's the thing. There's a movie, Cannibal Holocaust, which I have not seen. I know it. It's famous. It's infamous for having animal abuse. They they killed like a turtle, you know, with a hammer. And eight, like, really, during the filming of the movie. And the movie is about cannibals eating people. You know, documentary crew. One of the original found footage films. People will freak out and have refused to cannibal holocaust because they really killed animals in it. Okay, okay. that's your line. I, I get that. But yet, we'll trumpet The Shining as this cinematic horror masterpiece when this man literally abused a woman psychologically. In order to get a performance out of her. To the point where she is irreversibly damaged. So, I don't know why. This week it was like kind of... My head was kind of... Trying to wrap trying itself, to wrap itself around, around all that and going... Uh, when you're picking your battles like that. And you have this hardline stance. But only for that one thing. Where's the consistency? Is there any? I don't know. Once, it's, once again... Hear what I'm saying or hear what I'm not saying. I have never picked a side on any of those movies. Mm -hmm. I like The Shining. I, I think it's a... You, you like the movie, but you can readily admit that you don't like... Right. ...how it came to be. Right. Cannibal Holocaust, I have no, I have no desire to watch it. I, there, there were scenes that I saw when I was a little kid, like clips, that kind of, like, really bothered me. And I'll see those gifts on Twitter, the same ones, and I still get that nut in the stomach, mm -hmm. you know, feeling. It's that helplessness that they're showing in it. Same reason why I watch Wolf Creek once. And I won't watch it again. There's that helplessness at the end of the movie with the whole head on a stick thing. Where that that bothered the piss out of me. But it's the context of the movie, not. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. This has it. been a different episode. Yeah. I got okay boomered. It's always fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I, I happen to have a different perspective on something. And, you know, I don't, I don't mind remakes, folks. I really don't. I don't mind remakes. I don't mind reboots. Go ahead. Sequels. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with all that. Um, case in point. The Child's Play remake. 
I really liked that movie. When I took a disc, it said Child's Play on it. And I put it in my Xbox. And it played. And the movie played. And everything was done. I said, that was a really good movie. But it wasn't Child's Play. Right. Had you called it iBuddy, named him Jim, that movie would have been probably better. But I'm sitting there going, Child's Play is already a established, active franchise. The last Chucky movie came out a year ago. There's a TV series in the works with Don Mancini. There is already a Chucky world, but because one company still owned the name right, they needed to, yes, title grab and come out with this other film. I think it's a little disrespectful, but that movie was really good and would have been better had it been its own property, in my opinion. Blumhouse... The, the, the horror movie Puppy Mill, as I like to call them, because they are cranking them out. Um, they do film. They do some good movies. Uh, the first three, Paranormal Activity, I liked. The Conjuring, um, Insidious, Annabelle, Annabelle Comes Home. Or, I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on with these movies. Wasn't a fan of none, but... It was going in its thing, and uh, you, you're going to make another one? I'll, I'll go see it. They're making The Invisible Man with Lee Wanell. Okay, that looks good. It's a man. He's invisible. <laughs> you're taking that story, you're upping it, you're delivering it. That When you decide to take a title of a show and go, um, well... We don't want to have the concept, but I think if we take that title and make a movie around that title that has nothing to do with the original thing, but you want that title because that title is what's going to sell. Kind of like what they did with Black Christmas. Mm -hmm. I've got a problem with that. To me, it is cynical and it is a title grab. You're trying to capitalize on somebody else's success. Or you're trying to get everyone else that likes that original thing. You're trying to bait and switch them to go watch that thing. Because, hey, you liked it before. You're going to like it now. Remember that? Here it is now. Well, evidently, my point of view is not felt by everybody. Which is fine. Which is fine. (laughs) However, when your argument to me is to call me an old man cheesing kids off my lawn, and that is the end of it. Really? We're not, this isn't even a conversation that you want to really have. You just want to go to a character assassination? Or a, a well, not even an assassination. Let's not be hyperbolic on my end. You're going to go for a cheap shot on a personal thing. And not even hearing what I'm trying to say. Because like I said, I like remakes. I've talked about remakes. I've written about remakes. I like them. Proof is in the pudding. Look at my 
And I'm not this old guy that's looking for the things of the past or whatever. And I'm not a guy that likes to crap on movies. Go to my letterbox. I've got far more things that I've given three, three and a half stars than I do two, two and a half. And the things I've given one, two stars, I tell you why. And I always try to take, give something positive in, in my reviews. So, just because you don't like something, doesn't mean you're not allowed to voice your opinion about not liking it, either. Because that's the new thing. Yeah. Why do we, you know, can't we all just be positive about, you're telling me I don't have the right not the to, right to have an opinion. Oh, you can have an opinion, you just got to be positive. Well, it's not an opinion. That's thought police bullcrap. You know? I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, but the world does need a lot more positivity. Than, oh, it does! Than, than we give... I'm saying we, but I'm meaning general. Right. Than we give out. We, we, yeah. Yeah. But I also enjoy... Okay. I enjoy talking about why I don't like something. If I'm having it even with somebody who likes it. I like those conversations. It's a fun interaction. And to, to close it off with a gif or something like that. Or okay, hashtag okay boomer. Which is the equivalent of going la 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 la. And putting your fingers in your ears like a baby. Really? Come on. We're grown-ups. At least we're supposed to be. Because if you're on toy, you're supposed to be 18. But, <laughs> anyhow, I told you, this is a hard rant. <laughs> and I am Alex Jones with the tinfoil hat on. Fluoride <laughs> in the water is making a frog's gay. You know? Oh, yeah, no, he said that before. <laughs> he, he, was, he was a gift that kept on giving, boy. <laughs> but... We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. I think we may turn in. I think so. I'm starting to... Yeah. Guys, we love you. Yeah. We really do. Um, like, subscribe, go to Apple, give us a one, two, three, four, five star review. Let us know what you think. Really <laughs> let us know. We, we are interested. We are loving everything. Um... Our, our community, podcast community, is growing. We've got a couple of podcasts that I'd like to recommend for you right now. Hello to all you listeners out there. My name is Who Will, and I want to tell you about my show, The Humbly Blunt Podcast, with my co-host, Mr. KJ Smooth. I want you to check us out. We're on iTunes and Spotify at The Humbly Blunt Podcast. All of our social media handles is just that humbly blunt. And it's not that type of blunt, people. None of us smoke. But we're going to give you some insight about how we do business. We're going to have fun. We do drafts. We talk crap. That's all we do all day. So check us out, the Humbly Blunt Podcast. Take care. Hey, this is Crazy Keith at Say It Podcast. Looking for a show with hosts that are off their rockers? Well, we have a podcast for you. We have crazy jokes, good jokes, great jokes, and hilarious jokes. We offend big people, small people, stupid people, smart people, and even ourselves. We have a Facebook page, a Twitter feed, and have a podcast host. So please check us out at Say It Podcast because our podcast is insane. insane.
you can find Zia Podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, and Anchor. Okay, guys. Once again, we love you. Have a great day. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Peace.